of these goddamn words make any sense, Ma? It's because you're looking at Spanish, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and a day late, but we are back. And I am joined by the uh, ever-oh-so-late Matt Smith. What's up, buddy? I finally made it back from Montreal. (laughs) Oh, so you were out there in the old Great White North, and, uh, you know, Wi-Fi connections in hotels just aren't what they used to be, or wherever, really, let's be frank. Well, I was renting a place through Airbnb, but it was in like an apartment complex that had a shared Wi-Fi and was not super awesome. The apartment itself was amazing. Well, that's good. That's good. And you weren't like kill. I want to. Where's the movie where somebody goes and kills somebody in one of these things where it's just like uh, that's got to be a fucking that sounds like some Adam Green would do something like that. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's what needs to happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> make it happen, Adam Green, or somebody like that. Uh, by the way, um, did you um, uh, for for film fans out there, uh, you may not be familiar with a ton of his work. Maybe you've seen uh, you know one or two. But um, why is my brain just taking a giant shit right now? He was on uh, he was on Mark Marin. Uh, Joe Swanberg was on Mark Marin uh, last oh, yeah. week. Uh, really good episode. Yeah, it's uh, really good. Uh, so, you know, if you know anything about or, well, they don't go into it too much, but he's kind of one of the, uh, you know, the early Mumblecore guys and stuff like that. And, uh, but good stuff. Very interesting stuff to hear from, you know, a guy that's, you know, literally my age. So, uh, who's clearly doing more with this life than talking about how we are. Yeah. Not better, not better. I'm fine. <laughs> but no, uh, really, really interesting stuff and in how he kind of approaches films and very much a kind of can-do attitude and uh you know listen to that guy it is uh you know if you're an aspiring filmmaker definitely listen to that episode because that will give you the kind of you know he's like he's he's in his 30s now and he's just like has shot like a shitload of movies already and it's just because it's a can't get up do it and fuck it who cares you know he's got people that you know in these movies and shit man so i think the most now well, yeah, now, but that, I mean, that's my point. Is that my that's yeah, my point? But no, see, no. like movies, like um, no, and he's he's quite good actually. Yeah, and and he and he and he did uh, and he lived my dream by punching Devin Fracci out. So that kind of you know, the world <laughs> runs in magnificent ways. So fair enough, we can all fair dream. Enough. So uh, so what were you doing in Montreal, sir? Uh, I was up there presenting a paper on uh, the Conjuring and. TV show The Dead Files and Concepts of Mediumship. This is what Matt does. I babysit at a small <laughs> dog this weekend. No, it's just presenting a paper. Uh, it it is far. It sounds far more glamorous than it actually is. So I, I would glamorize like a, the shit out of that. 
I got a like pretty um, shitty uh, time slot Sunday, the last day of the conference at 9 a.m. So, of course, everybody's like packing up and uh, trying to check out of their hotel and then go to the conference. Right. Um, but you're going to yeah, tell I, me I there's like a like you got like people. a Bob Hawk situation where that fucking guy was in there. Right. You're going to give me your clerk's moment. No, no, no. no. Uh, <laughs> there's no Bob just, Hawk. Uh, no, the, no, it was just that there were only three people uh, at my panel. Uh, were they at least paying attention? Yeah. Uh, well, except for the guy that got up halfway through because my paper sucked. Hey, hey, yes. hey. Uh, that means he was at least paying attention to the first half. <laughs> you have to give him at least credit for that much. I mean, maybe. He might have just uh, like been in there deciding that... Uh, <laughs> that he was in the he wrong was just like what well, was in the wrong room the but wrong room didn't want to be really rude so he kind of sat halfway through it's just like <laughs> god there's no way i can duck out of here is there yeah Fuck. <laughs> but um but you know it, it was what it was but i was in montreal and that's the important part had uh great fucking food up there man just yeah. really amazing food the and Canucks great coffee went to timmy's every day uh you know they're just owned by burger king right well they haven't changed yeah, that's what everybody says. No, they really <laughs> haven't. Just they're the same. Uh, they're the same fantastic Timmy's as they've always been. You can go in, get your good coffee, drink it black with some Timbits, you're good to go. Sounds like a gay porn name. I mean, maybe. Who gives a shit? If it <laughs> tastes that good, I'll watch it or do it or whatever. Hello, my name is Timbits. I'm had, uh, uh, the new adult of entertainer of the year. Uh, was good. Also got some uh, smoked meat, which Montreal famous for. Great little uh, city up there, actually. I loved it. That's not um, bad. Not bad. Well, that's good. That's good. My, my shitty uh, reading knowledge of French also kind of paid off. Uh, Parlez-vous a toilette? Where's that at? <laughs> where's the yes. Where's the can? I just I need to take a shit, and I'm afraid to do it in this city. Please point me in the right direction. <laughs> what I loved. Now this is this was this was years ago. Uh, yeah. When the exchange rate was better, <laughs> but Our like exchange rate right now was not awful. It's it about like even, 80, right? No, it was eighty cents to the dollar. Oh, really? Okay, right. well, it's gotten yeah. better because I thought at one time it was like damn it was near e even. It was dead even last year, even. Okay, but, uh, but right now it's eighty cents too. Okay, well, because like because when I because when we went and stuff, it was just like it was almost like you got your money out and it's just like oh, a magical American money. You get a discount, sir. <laughs> it's just oh like, yeah. Oh my. All right. This is cabs will run you good. around up there if you pay them in American cash. <laughs> like they'll, they'll just be like, yeah, wherever the fuck you want to go. No, I'm... no, no. Just pay me that. Good to go. I will. Uh, I will drive you up on the sidewalk, Black Caesar style. You're gonna fucking. You'll go to where you need yes, to go. You exactly. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so it was a fun little trip. Oh, that's good. I, I picked up. I you know, it's out on Netflix now, but it's not out here uh, until like mid April sometime on disc. Uh, and I know you want to talk about Blu-ray and, and purchases anyway, based on this dissolve article that we read. Mm -hmm. Um. But while I was in Canada, I did pick up the Blu-ray of Wolf Cop. No, no, that's out here now. No, the Blu-ray doesn't I, doesn't release yet. Are you I looked sure about on Amazon that? today. Yeah, it's like mid-April. Then, then, then the Walmart I I you know got some groceries at the other day had it early because I seen well, it. Well, that's very likely. But I looked it up on Amazon and it said like April whatever. Um, but it's on Netflix hmm. now. It is it, on Netflix. It, okay, have you watched it yet? No, no, no. So I'll talk about it next Look, week. Look, I'm not going to lie. The cover is interesting. Um, All the design work is fan-fucking-tastic. I, uh, I just, one of these things, though, man, I hope it, like, here's the thing. Here's the problem that I have with it. And, like, you know, I know this is just fucking whatever. But 
um, we're getting to yet another time to where the the uh, it's it's very like grindhousey, you know. The cover is going to be better than anything you find in the goddamn movie. Um, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's it did okay on the festival circuit. Um, oh shit. Okay, so yeah. Just so you know, so you know that I'm not fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. The DVD is released here. Maybe that's what I saw. The, I don't know. The Blu-ray does not come out in the United States until June second. Uh, question: What the fuck? I'm going to guess that uh, whoever the American distributor is is underestimated the popularity of this fucking movie. <laughs> because I, you know, so here's the other. Was fucking there a guy that walked into a boardroom at some point and smashed his hand on like his fist on a table and just go, "You don't understand the lure of Wolf Cop," okay? Well, no, but but let me tell you something. So this movie uh, came out in Canada much earlier this year, right? It's a Canadian film. Mm-hmm. Um. I the other bizarre part of this is that I didn't just randomly walk into a place and buy this. I went into a full on three story HMV and oh. bought this, right? Like physical media mecca. Huh. Um, and I went in and I couldn't find it. And I asked the guys like, "Oh, it's in Blu-ray section. It's downstairs." And I go, "Oh, you guys have have them?" He's like, "Oh yeah, we got lots." I go, "Oh, has it not been selling?" He's, no, we can barely keep that fucking thing in stock. I have no idea why people keep buying that movie. <laughs> Always so, a good thing you want so to hear I'm from McClurk. to bet that like they that the U.S. distributor got to look at those sales numbers and then decided, oh yeah, maybe we'll we will do Blu-ray here, um, because there have been some times when like the, like international shit like that right just comes out on DVD and that's it. Yeah. So I'm I'm willing to bet that's what happened. But but you got the you got the Blu-ray. I got the fucking Blu-ray because okay. I did look and see that it was not a, not available here. I know a friend of mine's got it, but he gets he gets sent flicks from me. Like he's a he's a he's a you know I don't want to listen, Adam. I'm not calling you this, but I don't I don't even think you listen to my show. But still, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give him that much credit because <laughs> I don't give myself credit. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. but he reviews movies for uh, fucking places and stuff. So they'll send him things. I could use some of that too, motherfuckers. Uh, send it yeah. my way. So uh, uh, find a gmail. So also, just speaking of Adam Green, just because I was looking at uh, Wolf Cop online and it reminded me of this so adam green has a new movie that came out this week on blu-ray oh is that right uh yeah called um uh digging up the marrow i've, I've heard uh, the title in in which apparently he he like plays himself um right uh so he 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 plays himself making a documentary that ends up being fucked up mm-hmm. um so that's out so we should talk about that at some point too maybe i'll just go in and put that in and i Amazon car while I'm talking. Insecure, as it were. Um, so um, we anyway. didn't. We, we we're we're like fucking twelve minutes into the show. And we still haven't told. Today we're going to be reviewing Get Hard. <laughs> it shows you where hey the priority guys, for this lies. What? We aren't reviewing shit this week. We're uh, just going to talk about what's on Amazon and uh, fucking you guys snow seen this in Amazon the Great White thing. North. <laughs> and I Amazon. can tell you from looking at the IMDb page that Red Road, a uh, new season on Sundance, uh, starts on Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye, everybody. Show. Well, I, all right. Uh, <laughs> what if we just ended the show that way? It's just like Jesus Christ. The show yeah, is twelve minutes long this week. About, uh, get hard, right? The yes. New comedy: Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart, directed and written by uh, Ethan Cohen. Who, right? Like Ethan Cohen was the co-writer of Tropic Thunder. <laughs> is that right? Sounds right. For, for those of you who are new to the show. <laughs> 
He's going to be like, I think he's pronouncing it all kinds of wrong. Uh, is Am it, I? Is it it's not, e- E-T-A-N. It's Jew. It's Jewish, man. It's Jewy? Like straight, no, actually Jewish. It's straight up Jewish. Ethan Cohen. Oh, I got Because okay. there's no H. It's not Ethan. I'm okay, not well, I don't know. I just, it sounded like... <laughs> I'm just like, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Ethan, but whatever you want to do, bro. There's no fucking H. Okay, I'm it's, looking at it now. You're right. There's no Jesus fucking H. Christ. I'm not telling you that you're it's not It's obviously not wrong. a Jewish name. I'm just saying, like, it's spelled not Ethan. Hmm. I'll give it. I'm pretty sure it's Ethan Cohen. But it's, anyways, fucking Tropic Thunder, right? Uh, fuck, that's what everybody knows that he did. Right. I'm not completely I incompetent, man. Well, Jesus fuck. Let's not. Well, yeah, he got this. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, I thought Justin Thoreau basically took the reins of that, but okay, yeah, so I guess he kind of had a little something to do with it. Anyway, that's the fucking movie we're talking about. <laughs> God damn it. Is the... <laughs> yeah, right. uh, so we were going to talk about some <laughs> other stuff. Yeah, and that's a movie, not the. Anyway, um, I, I can't believe they've gotten away with it as much as they did, but uh, I, um, yeah. Yeah. The way that the way that the media works, that's like one of those things where it's just like, oh, they'll never get that title through. And then they did. So it's kind of thanks. Uh, thanks. Slang vernacular. Um, anyway, but you're going to talk about some other shit. I'm going to talk about at least one other thing. Yeah, we got to We got I mean, we're going to chuck. I mean, that granted this. I mean, a review for this movie, as 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 you kids have probably imagined, is not going to be a giant. We're not going to delve into the what made this movie work or not work. I mean, what maybe the, we are. What were the we finer points? You what don't you? know what I'm going to say. All right, yet. then. Yeah. We might spend an hour and a fucking half talking about Get Hard. Remember, you said that. Um, <laughs> if we do I will. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, so we got a lot of stuff oh, to talk wait, about. I'm thinking Walk Hard. Oh, that's yeah, that's a better we movie. for this week, right? <laughs> <laughs> we, watched, we watched Get Hard, Walk Hard. What was it? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> fucked it up again uh, damn um but no uh so so we're gonna talk about let's just we kind of preface because because you got the whole lost in montreal thing that should be a movie title right there um so we're gonna next week we're gonna like review a really shitty anthology film yeah <laughs> yes yeah we get four different stories and they all kind of like and every once in a while you'll see one of them like in the background and like you're like oh, that's that other story we just saw 20 minutes ago or like when you watch it a second time you're gonna see the other story that you didn't see happening in the background yeah it's all fucking meta and shit and uh you know Gerard Depardieu's in it anyway um what the fuck are we even talking about anymore <laughs> Um, so yeah, I so know, I know that we're not talking about it follows. So I watched I it, watched it. I watched it follows this week. I'm going to give you guys nope. a, a brief thing of just saying, this is a movie that you need to go out and watch. It is in, it's, it's in, it's not even really, it's not super limited release. I mean, it's, it's in a, enough theater. So chances are, if you know, look in your area, it might be there. There's a, there's good odds. And if it, if it is, it's, you may not have to drive even super far, even if you live in kind of a smaller place. Cause it's, it's showing on many screens here in Charlotte. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, it's around. So I definitely suggest what go out guys go out and watch that movie for next week because uh, I will tell you this, it is definitely worth your time. So yeah. And go out and watch it and send us some goddamn email and we'll talk yeah. about your fucking opinion. The film the find at gmail.com and we'll read some stuff. How about that? We'll be like, listen to what these motherfuckers had to say, man. We're right here. Oh, by the way, uh, so so we'll talk. Uh, we're going to get to fucking talking about actual movies here. Uh, but, it will uh, happen. So so <laughs> we're going to talk about the Dissolve uh, article here, the Blu-ray thing. Right. Um, can I just say how fucking amazingly happy 
uh, my day has been since uh, Kevin Smith sent the picture of Joey Lauren Adams around. Oh, I didn't see that one. So she's in. She's fucking in. I'm so happy about nice. it. Nice. Now. now, how many we uh, got left? Five, four? Two, two. Just two now. Yeah, I think it's two. So we got uh, my maybe guess. One. My guess would be maybe Affleck. Yeah, I mean, that'll be the big get. Uh, I mean, I thought maybe like Joey Lauren Adams was not going to come back. But um, then again, why Why the fuck wouldn't she? Uh, she's semi-retired from acting, right? So yeah, you know, um, and you ask nicely and say, "Look, you're gonna be you're gonna be there for four days." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, I mean? and, and also it's like he is the reason she had a career. It's not wrong. She. I mean, I mean, get- she's she's very good, and she would have gotten work, but like you know, like people know fucking chasing Amy, right? Yeah. Um. So it's, it's her most seminal work, I think. But I think pretty much most people would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So no, not wrong. Anyway, let's talk about this dissolve article and then get the fuck over all the okay. like preamble bullshit. <laughs> I just, feel like we're fucking debating what we're putting at the beginning of the fucking Constitution up here. This bullshit. I just know I'm going to write my big, my signature big and swishy on the bottom. That's all I'm <laughs> barely doing. legible. Barely legible, but you're going to be like, damn, that guy was he was he was a uh, he was verbose. In you know, his I have to say, uh, so so okay. The dissolve in just a okay. second. We were so we were in New Mexico <laughs> and we went to all those fucking museums and like really amazing museums in New Mexico. Did you see the boot there, that they like, talked about in uh, King of the Hill or was that what, no? Like that's what, Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's in Texas. It blew her leg off from Santa but, Annie. <laughs> any, anyway, so like we were there and uh, you know they have all this correspondence from like governors and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that you can like sit there and read uh, the fucking thing. And I have to tell you, you know, people talk a lot of shit about how people don't learn, learn cursive anymore and penmanship is dead and blah, blah, blah. I got to uh-huh. tell you, half of that shit, fucking not readable. You cannot make out what in the fuck they are saying. And it's not just time? You wouldn't say that's kind of degrading the, the quality of what you're looking no, at? No, 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 no. Very clear uh, ink and penmanship, just like... You're you're just like I can't fucking read. Just this. the gobbledygook of a third grader. And before anyone asks, no, it was not fucking letters in Spanish. It was fucking <laughs> English letters. After the the Brits had like taken over control of some shit and all that stuff, right? Like it was actual English language correspondence. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. It's just like none of these goddamn words make any sense, Ma. It's because you're looking at Spanish, you stupid fuck. <laughs> No, I'm not a moron. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fucking... Do you think I live in, like, uh, fucking Arkansas or some shit? <laughs> Boo. Arkansas listeners, you're on You're on, You're on. on point. <laughs> uh, well, they did just pass their shitty law uh, yeah, today. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, uh, anyway, let's fucking talk okay. about this. So this is all put out a very interesting article today talking about, uh, about DVDs. And uh, if I had it up here in front of me in two seconds before my brain just started to think of, like, maybe I should read that little bit there, uh, I would have had it up quicker. Uh, but um, fuck me about that then, right? Okay, so... So are you pulling it up? Is that what I'm, you're saying? I'm attempting, but this goddamn thing is iPads. We need a goddamn out. producer because my computer sucks and like we get sidetracked too. <laughs> my easily. iPad flips out. Okay. <laughs> so the title, the title of the article over at the Dissolve, and we'll put it in the show notes here, is how to make the Blu-ray relevant again. Now this is something that I found interesting in the article because I didn't realize this. A, DV, a Blu-ray, damn near ten years old. Yeah. It's like shit. That's going by fast, isn't it? Very much so. And Blu-ray, I mean, or, or DVD rather, I mean, 1999. Mm-hmm. Fucking get real, dude. It's uh, it is uh, almost as old as my students are. 
that's all they, fucking that's weird all they've ever known is dvd that's oh no they weird. don't know it that's the weirdest fucking oh jesus christ that's even worse like they barely know it it's like that's what my grandpa used to watch movies on was dvd what the fuck Ugh. uh but yeah. basically it talks about how um it's, it's a very interesting article that talks about how you know obviously blu-rays and the quality of stuff is dying out and uh, they're getting less and less. Blu-ray sales are not what they used to be. Uh, a movie many times could, you know, maybe not do spectacularly at the well at the box office, but could really hit on DVD. And the yeah, movie could make back shitloads of money. In mm-hmm. fact, I mean, the, the entire bits of the 80s were really, you know, were relegated to the video store. And movies were, like, made for video stores. And that's the only place that they would go. And they would make shit tons of money. And, of mm-hmm. course, Blockbuster is dead right now. And the only thing that, you know, the majority of people, I mean, I sell Internet to people for a living. So the number one thing that people say that they do on the Internet is Netflix. I mean, that is the number yeah. one fucking thing. People say, what do you do on the Internet? Netflix. Netflix so is always the number one answer. Netflix, Hulu, and YouTube account for some, like, 75 or 80% of almost all Internet traffic between, like, 4 and 7 p.m. Yeah, I mean it's it's absolutely uh, ridiculous, uh, but it, th- this article, you know, asked the question. It's just like, well, why why is this? What doesn't really ask why it's dead, but like uh, postures, basically, like how it could actually come back to be a thriving thing. Now, or maybe what, not thriving, but like a way that for people like us. Yeah, I, I mean, I think rightfully so. It points to the fact that really, the like. The people who are buying physical media these days really are still collectors. I mean, like, yeah, book sales have had a resurgence and vinyls come back. But I think that that's um, that's because, like, collectors have been very vocal about how, like, different the experience of those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that there's a, a case that you can really make to a broad audience about Blu-ray in that regard. I mean, the article points out some interesting things that are completely true, right? The fact that, um, like, your 1080p uh, streaming input still has compression rate issues. It just doesn't look very good. I mean, like, when you truly, like, for those of us who still go out and buy Blu-rays and stuff, when you pop that in there, there's no doubt that what you're watching, if you have a decent fucking TV, there's no doubt that what you're watching looks better than what you're streaming off of Netflix every day of the week. Yeah, well, and, and it's not just the video, which I think a lot of people get a lot of, uh, like, they get tied up in how good it looks. Right. Uh, but, right, like, streaming video, not only does it have to compress and then decompress the files uh, into um, a more constrictive uh, compression rate in order for it to come through and then, like, magically show up in that signal right on your television it also like has uh compression issues with sound sometimes usually so um yeah i mean usually it's not like when when you get that you're getting 1080p streaming uh it is mostly just talking about the visual uh so blu-ray sound fucking fantastic too because a lot of them have compressionless audio yeah, and if you and if you're someone that's like me, who uh, overall for the home theater stuff has spent you know a couple thousand bucks, you know it it makes all the difference in the world. It really does. I mean, you're lucky. You're lucky if you get five point one on 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 Netflix. I mean, even that was not a thing for the longest of time. But now they'll kind of do that on some select titles and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. the real uncompressed audio that you get from a Blu-ray. 
I just can't fucking be beat, dude. It really can't. And uh, if you take if you take fucking movies seriously, and you've spent a little bread on putting something together in order for you to watch these things and experience these movies, uh, then you're more than willing to go out and pay for some stuff. But I mean, like the yeah. guy in the article says, I mean, even for people like me. Uh, that that consider themselves, you know, collectors of this stuff. It's even waned off a good bit, and a lot of that is also due to the fact that uh, you know, it, while the fact that it's been a uh, diminishing uh, a product as well, because not many as many people are buying it, the studios at the same time don't give a shit for what they're putting out. Oh no, I mean, so so they'll continue to put out like things that look and sound fantastic, but uh, he points out the thing that really drives those sales now. And he's completely right. I mean, Criterion has no trouble moving discs, for example. Oh, yeah. Um, like, people who are going to buy the disc media really want that extra content. And they're not putting any money into producing it because it does take money to have that content made for the disc. Mm-hmm. But also, like, they're potentially losing out on overall sales because they're just releasing, like, a movie that has a trailer and the fucking movie on yeah it. i mean it, it's absolutely uh, egregiously sad i mean we were talking before the show starts about how like you know nightcrawler was one of my if not favorite movie of last year yeah. it's been out on dvd uh, i don't dvd and blu-ray for quite some time now i even though it's been on sale a couple of times i still haven't pulled the trigger on it yet because it's just yeah, like i still feel like paying nearly twenty dollars I mean, I, I'd be interested. I'm, I like the fact that I think there's, if, if I'm not mistaken, there's a commentary on there, but that's just mm-hmm. about it. And like, while oh, yeah. I enjoy and, those and things, honestly, that's mm-hmm. lucky these days. Oh, you're absolutely lucky to get a commentary these days. The fact that there's a commentary on, I mean, for example, um, if memory serves on the Gone Girl uh, DVD that came out, which I still uh, get another movie that was in my top, you know, probably at least fifteen to ten movies of this of of last year. I still have yet to buy because it feels like there's a special edition of that shit coming. It feels like there is because what was put out was didn't really have anything. Venture, who actually really does commentaries quite a bit for his movies, mm-hmm. uh, did not have one on this. And so I was just like, I just don't feel like plunking down the money for that because, and that's another thing, is is the dick tease of, hey, we're going to put out a shitty version, then we're going to put out a better version later. The days of that are fucking gone, motherfuckers. Just put out goddamn everything at one shot and show us what we, give us a reason because if it's going to be like people like us that are very niche kind of people that just go, look, I got to have this stuff and I want to do it. When Criterion puts out something that's $40, usually you don't feel, I mean, if, especially if it's a movie that you really like and it's not there's not a Criterion sale, if yeah. you really dig that movie, you'll plunk down that $40 because you know that what you're taking home in your hands is going to be fucking top notch. Yeah, well, and I do have to say, right, there, there are a few films that Criterion has released which for their, um, like, standards are pretty bare bones, but they adjust the price down as well right so that things that show up without a whole bunch of uh supplemental features physically on the disc right they'll still have the essay maybe a trailer maybe someone's done a commentary track right usually they have a commentary track regardless um like they'll still they'll knock 10 bucks off right so your blu-ray will be 25 or 30 bucks as opposed to 40 or 50 dollars um and the DVD even cheaper than that. So at least they're fucking cognizant of what it is they're doing. Yeah. Uh, the fact that you're going to put um, like Godzilla out there 
with almost no fucking thing on it and still months later charge me 25 fucking dollars. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I, I'd love to have that, but it's just it, it's too much for too little right now. And that's what kind of makes me mad. I mean, we need to go back to days. Remember when DVD first fucking came out? Now, most of us, well, most of us, I'd say really nerds and stuff. Now, DVD came out in 1997. That was its big debut. And I'd say it really got to, uh, you know, starting to really seep into the popular culture right around 2000, 99, 2000, right in that neighborhood. Or at least it did for me. Because, I mean, I think Mm -hmm. we picked up our first DVD player in 99. Um, So it had been out for a little bit, but it really started to kind of take a little bit of a grasp right around 2000, 99, 2000. And um, so we got a, We were the only people I fucking knew that had a Blu-ray player. Me and one other guy in high school, and we mm-hmm. skipped class one day to like he bring over like his face-off disc, which by the way was hilarious because when it got to the second layer, it just froze and stopped. <laughs> his DVD, well, actually, it, it did that in his DVD player. His wouldn't go over to his wouldn't go over to the second layer. He brought it over to my house, and I can like you can always tell, especially in those first DVDs where it's like s- snapped over to the second layer. I was just like. I see exactly where it is. It's not mm-hmm. going over to the second layer for you. He was so mad because you paid a shitload of money for a DVD player back then. But what you yeah. had back then, man, you like you got it. Like remember, like the first big, like super, like filled with shit DVD we got was the Matrix. The Matrix just had a shitload of stuff on it. And when you popped it in, not only were you looking at a picture that was clearer than anything you've ever seen before on home video and had the, you know, the letterboxing for the proper widescreen so you saw exactly what the director intended you to see, there was a shit ton of stuff on on there to watch. So you literally, I mean, the I think the, I forget what the exact yeah. phrase was for DVD where it was just like, go beyond the movie. Right. And that stuff's gone away in something with Blu-ray that is far more technically advanced than DVD ever was. These things are completely gone. There was an X-Men DVD that came out that had a a branching feature that that was supposed to be like something that was big, going to be in DVD and stuff. And that was going to be even more proliferated uh, further along in Blu-ray. And that shit just doesn't fucking exist, man. No, I mean, the last thing that I know that did anything like that was the alien, uh, anthology yeah that got put out right that where they have a separate entire mode where you can watch those films interrelated with all kinds of the content that's on all of those discs called mother mode right good shit yeah it's fucking fantastic Just make sure you have a dvd player that's new enough to do all that because i got a really old one that that just goes i don't know what this is (laughs) yeah um but you know like really fucking cool stuff um and yeah, I think that's uh, that's it, right? Um, well, I mean, I'll say yeah, this you know, back back then too, right? It wasn't just the Matrix. Like one of the most uh, kind of filled to the gills early experiences I uh, had with Blu-ray was the Moulin Rouge Blu-ray, mm-hmm. yeah, um, which was just there. chock full of shit, right? Like this big expansive double disc uh, set that really just had a bunch of stuff in it, like full on unedited musical sequences. Uh, right, like where it wasn't just edited for the story purposes, but it was like this is the musical number. Right, um, just all kinds of stuff, and it was like really fucking fantastic. And I thought, man, this is really amazing stuff. Um, you don't get a whole lot of that anymore. No, you just don't. Now, I will say this, uh, and we'll kind of wrap up. We'll wrap up this segment with this. Now, uh, we are on the verge of 4K Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the expansion of Blu-rays are about to come out now. Uh, thankfully, thank, thank we can all just thank thank the DVD gods above that uh, Blu-rays will be compatible with 4K Blu-ray players, 
and one would imagine DVDs as well. So yeah. your your entire collection is not obsolete. So just be happy for that. They'll probably upscale to 4K. Well, you know uh, that would like be DVDs the end of do. it, honestly. Like I like I'm pretty sure, um, just people not being able to port certain formats has been the death knell for several different things. Right? Oh, no doubt. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that would just be the fucking end. If, if they, if that 4k system comes out and you can't watch all of the other stuff you already own, people are going to tell it to fuck off. Pretty, pretty murderous right there, but that stuff's coming out and stuff. And that's, that's gonna, you know, they're, they're targeting towards the end of the year. Now mm -hmm. I have a way now. And here's the thing that, yes, there are some streaming 4k stuff that's coming out there. Netflix is doing a thing and all this kind of other jazz. And that's all, that's all good and well. But at the end of the day, most folks, and trust me, I, like I said, I sell internet for a living, and I know most of these cats are cheap motherfuckers, and if they want to stream a 4K movie, they might as well start it before they go to work so that motherfucker can load up because that's what's going to take for them. So most folks don't have fast enough internet speeds in order to really you know, take advantage of that. And if they do, it's going to take a long time. So, But there's a way to make 4K Blu-ray happen, and I know exactly what it is. Uh, so it has been announced that uh -huh. Star Wars, the original trilogy, will be coming out on Blu-ray in its original form, untouched by the special edition George Lucas hands, uh, you know, one would assume just before, so it's supposed to be out this year, one would assume just before, you know, the new episode launches in order to kind of, you know, get people's dicks wet, go, hey, you remember that fucking Star Wars shit you love? Here comes the new one, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. um, so... I I would say now if if no one does this they're the like I'm I'm literally giving you a certificate to print money right. make for at least a limited amount of time the only way that you can get that new Star Wars original series untouched but restored obviously but untouched by the special edition hands of GL only available on 4K Blu-ray you will sell 4K televisions you will sell 4K Blu-ray players you will sell those 4K fucking Blu-rays Mm -hmm. You will launch that shit into the motherfucking stratosphere. If you do not do that, you might as, I mean, you deserve what you get. But that is your recipe for fucking making this thing happen. And whoever, Fox and whomever is in this uh, Blu-ray 4K HD consortium, if this is not part of your plan, someone needs to fucking fire you because you're an imbecile. Make it happen. Yeah. No, they'll make fucking tons of money. All right. So, what have you watched this week? Let's get into that. Well, why don't you go first? Because you've watched a lot. More I got than a I lot of shit. So, okay. So you, you launch into it. All right. So, first and foremost, uh, you were talking about it for a couple weeks here. I finally got a chance. I was uh, dog sitting for my brother. So, I got a lot of chance to sit down and watch some Netflix. So, in uh, under two days, I smashed all through uh, 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 Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So, um, we can talk about that. Mm hmm. Um,. You're you're absolutely right. If if you are a fan of Thirty Rock, you will you will like this. This is right up your alley. It's fucking uh, fun. It, it's great. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's funny. Allie Krimper is just. I mean, I've always liked her and the stuff that she's in. Um, very entertaining. Uh, it, it, I, I like I like everything that they do. The the flashback structure. I mean, it's a little Thirty Rock ish, but uh, it, and not like not like The Office was. Like the office was, or not the office, but uh, how Parks and Rec was very much the office when mm -hmm. it first started. It's not like it's not that hardcore, uh, but it is a little Thirty Rock esque in its uh, kind of you know structure and everything. But it works at, at least to the very beginning when it's getting going. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
but they have interesting flashbacks to stuff that was happening earlier. Uh, so you learn a little bit more about this character and her time in the uh, in in the uh, little underground bunker and everything. Uh, but that's available on Netflix. Watch instantly right now, and uh, definitely, definitely worth your time. So I mean, I banged through it in t- under two days. No, I mean, like like I said both times I talked about this show, we sat down and watched a couple episodes, and then just blew through half the season. Right? Um, it's it's extremely like compulsively watchable. Uh, I know Marsh has already watched the whole thing like twice, um, and I watched the bulk of that second run through. And the great part is, is that like, um, it's, it is this show that you, you could easily watch it random times and it'd be fine. But even though it's like, you know, a 13, 13 half hour episodes, uh, it's a, here's where the, the real strength of it lies. It's a very compelling story. Yeah. I mean, not only is it funny and it's entertaining and stuff, but where these girls came from the def- uh, and the uh, the defense that they have to take against their former captor and everything is really good. It's really mm-hmm. good. It's compelling. What this girl had to go through, her lost time throughout the thing, so there's a little bit of a discovery. I think a lot of times we forget the fact that she only has an eighth grade education, <laughs> which is hilarious. Well, and, it, and it crops up throughout the series in interesting ways. <laughs> It's right, like just random things that are going through uh, that come out of her mouth, like things that she doesn't understand. And yeah, no, it's 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 kind of a brilliantly scripted show. Um, another thing that I'll say about it, and I know, you know, I know some people don't give a shit, but there is a major um, like actual representational problem on on mainstream television. Um, and I kind of dug the fact that like there aren't many straight male, straight white males on this show. Uh, in any significant capacity, right? I mean, yeah. basically, your your main characters are uh, an, an older woman, a younger woman, and a gay black man. Um, yeah, and and and, I, and, I and another kinda, older lady. <laughs> and I just kind of dig it for that, honestly. Like, it. I don't know. There's something that's refreshing about just not another fucking series where I have to deal with like some dude's bullshit all the time. See, that's what, and see, this is, and, you know, and, and, and I'll, 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 you know, and you, you know, this is intended with the love that it has, uh, never in a billion years crossed my mind. I mean, this is just something that like, and I, and that's what I think this, no, this I mean, thing does well fine, at, but like, is it transcends that it transcends yeah, but, it because it's, it's that good because the quality of what you're watching is really good and fuck all who's in it. Yeah. It's, it's well, good. No, look, I, I get that. I'm just saying as somebody who studies this shit, like for a living, right? Like representation is a major issue for minorities and, and women even, right? Like, like you can count the fucking number of main female characters, uh, on network television. Uh, well, that's because on, we know women are funny, man. Hands, I'm just right? kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, that was a joke. This, this fucking show. No, right? this show is this. I mean, yeah. If it's like anybody who sits there and just goes, ladies aren't we, funny. So watch so this I show. I haven't talked about this. And I think, uh, I think you'll be the person to kind of talk about this. How fucking amazing is uh, Carol Kane in this fucking show. She's great. She's absolutely right? great. This is somebody who just like, who's always been funny in the stuff that she yeah. does, but really honestly, hasn't been utilized, you know, that, that much. I know it's, it's been a while actually. I feel like since I've seen her in something that like knows what to do with her, like weird delivery style. Her delivery um, style, her kind of just like her presence even is like an oddity in a weird mm-hmm. way. And uh, they found a character that completely works for that, and they ran with it, and uh, nothing but props for that. 
Yeah, no, she's uh, she. The second time I was watching some of those episodes, I was just like, man, this this show would be amazing if it were just about like what her character does all the fucking day long. Hey, man, it's Netflix. We'll do a side <laughs> fucking show. Who cares? You know? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We're getting uh, four, we're getting four Marvel shows, baby. Who knows? <laughs> well, there, I mean, there is another season of uh, Kimmy Schmidt coming. So they, um, they they have. I mean, one would imagine because I, well, it was I would... originally contracted for two. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, so so there is at least a second one already ready to go. But I like even with the numbers. I mean, this this movie or uh, this show was like extremely popular when it debuted a few weeks back, and uh, everybody was talking about. It. I think even if it hadn't already been contracted for a second season it would have definitely gotten one yeah i think at this particular rate because I, I i've heard so many good things and when you watch it you find out why so uh that, that's definitely take a take a look at that everybody uh so i mean yeah matt was 100 you're 100 right if 30 rock is your thing you'll really dig it if not maybe not but you know give it a shot give at least an epi- episode or two a shot of course i was right jesus <laughs> yeah. There's a first time for everything. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what, what else you get, what else you got? Uh, so other than the quick, uh, I, like I said before, uh, we'll, we'll talk next week about it follows. But uh, strong recommendation that you guys go out and see that to listen to our conversation about it because there's a lot of deep shit we're gonna get into. Um, but I also watched uh, Red Army, a documentary about the Soviet hockey team. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, How was that? Very good. Uh, it was yeah. very, very, very entertaining. Um, these like the the main guy that they interview. I'm never gonna pronounce Russian name, so you can just forget it. <laughs> but, I'm not even looking at it. So but uh, the guy that they interview and stuff, <laughs> like he's such he's he's kind of a smarmy dick, but in a way, it's just like it's almost like the cat that like has kind of earned it in a way. And uh-huh. how like this this great you know Soviet hockey team and way, the way that they played and how they played and how it was so unorthodox. And how they just they kind of split up. They finally eventually got into uh, the NHL and stuff, and the real proliferation. That's easy for me to say. Um, about, I've had a long day uh, of those Russian players into into hockey, and then hockey being able to actually be uh, brought up and have a lot of Russian players in it. And how these these Olympic players eventually got back together and played on the Red Wings. And the the synergy that these guys ended up having together, they really had it together and like they couldn't quite pull off what they could pull off separately. But what they did as a team, pretty astounding. And like because they play like nobody else, the way that they're just fluid passing and getting stuff all over the place and just really it didn't make sense to people. And that's why they really were so good at what they did was because nobody had seen shit like this before. (laughs) And, you know, they're passing and doing this all kind of very yeah. almost frenetic kind of style of sports when hockey is really just a, a, a punch in the face, sometimes literally and figuratively, of just kind of banging this stuff out. And these guys were more about, you know, kind of finesse and just like strategic. It was all very chess-like in the way that they were doing things. And uh, it, it just follows their, you know, kind of rise, their sort of rise up while uh, hockey is seen in Russia to use not only as just a sport for entertainment, but also very much a tool for propaganda and how these guys are brought up within it. So very, very interesting documentary. So I definitely, even if you're not a huge sports fan, uh, I, I think it's uh, worth checking out. But uh, if you like hockey, definitely check that out. So uh, Maybe if you're Red just Army. a socialist. Maybe if you're a socialist, whatever you want to do, you know. Stalin wants you to play hockey. That's all I'm saying. But uh, very, very interesting. When you see, like, this guy who, like, has... <laughs> zero fucking patience 
for for the interviewer. <laughs> just like go through his phone is just like please hush, please be quiet. I'm starting to check messages and shit. And he's just going through his fucking phone and nice. where these guys have gone beyond their hockey links and uh bringing back to Russia and uh even doing stuff with, you know, they're like the sports czar with Putin and shit. I mean it's a, it's a wild ride and these guys and they're very interesting characters while they're kind of dicks in a way uh, sometimes, but uh, very, very interesting stuff. So uh, yeah, if Red Army is out at out near you, see it. Um, catch matinee. It's about a. It's it's not even an hour and a half. So uh, you know, if you got movie pass or you know you can catch a matinee, do that. Uh, but definitely worth a uh, a look there. Uh, what else really? did I see this week? Uh, I watched. Uh, there's an HBO documentary out about Scientology called Scientology something about the. Get clear. Get clear. Uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, you know, I, I like. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Marsha liked it, uh, but I'm I plan on watching it later this week when I have some time. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean. I'm I'm always kind of fascinated about about Scientology just because. I mean. Now. My. I guess my fascination kind of goes back to like you know the early kind of, four chan stuff of them unleashing, uh, you know, documents and shit about about uh, about Scientology and how they you know they do what they do. Right, and uh, I, I was really astounded by how much like information and videos and shit that they had in this stuff, and I thought that was kind of really, really quite amazing. Though they they're like, "Hey, this movie, came, this little bit right here," and they showed a thing. They're like, "This came out in like 2013," and I'm like, "I saw that one like 10 years ago." So I don't know. There, there's stuff's a little bit off because there's a Tom Cruise video that I'm like, "That I saw that on B years ago." So I was a little well, bit surprised about that. I do wonder if like, it became mainstream, right? Maybe. And that's what they're talking about. Like people actually became aware of this stuff. That that I wouldn't be shocked at, but I'm like, I saw that damn near ten years ago. So, uh, but really interesting. There's stuff in there that you didn't know about that that I didn't know about. Uh, and, and another thing that they look in here, not only just you know the kind of uh, roots of the of the religion and the roots of like you know where L. Ron Hubbard came from and everything. Something that you don't think quite a lot about, I guess is the effects that it's had on these families and right. uh, families that separate from the church and family members that are still in the church and their, uh, you know, their excommunication from them uh, and how that's a very powerful thing. I mean, to like, I mean, there's, there's a, a bit in it where a woman, you know, pretty much has to say goodbye to her daughter and her granddaughter. Uh, and just, that's it because, you know, the church has said you aren't to talk to them anymore. Yeah, and that's some, that's there's some really heavy shit in here. That's just kind of like, I mean, like, and I don't know. There's there's a lot of really neat stuff in it. And uh, you know, he's like, hey, say whatever you want about other religions, but most of them, you know, whether it's you know Christian or Buddhist or Muslim or whomever, they can really boil down the tenets, you know, of their religion in two or three sentences. It's pretty simple. This one, like, you don't you have to get to a certain level before you even start to understand what this thing is and how, you know, it's a big, it's kind of a big scam and L Ron Hubbard's background of, it's very interesting. So if you don't know anything about it, but even if I think you do know something about Scientology, this is something definitely worth checking out. Right on. Well, there you go. Um, I feel like I've watched something else, but my brain is farting on me. Well, why don't I just talk about having finally sat down with dumb and dumber two, which is uh... sweet baby Jesus. I'm sorry, buddy. <sighs> um, I mean, look, this movie was not good. Mm -mm. There were a couple of times, however, when I did find myself laughing, maybe against my own will. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, mama, no. Definite, definitely against my better judgment. Uh, <laughs> probably. But uh, no, I mean, like, just a fucking worthless retread of some old shit, um, which is really sad. 
Uh, I think you had a similar reaction to it, if if memory serves me correctly. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like I haven't hated everything that the Farrelly's have done uh, in the past ten years. Um, oddly yeah. enough, or past twenty years, even. <laughs> um, right. Like the like, I'm kind of a defender of their Three Stooges movie because it's it's just a. It's exactly as if the Three Stooges. It was okay. Movie, it was okay. Right? Like, I liked like, it well it enough. Is, if you like the Three Stooges, it was exactly like a Three Stooges flick. Um, end of like right like end of it. There was nothing more or less than that. It was just like, well, here's some fucking Three Stooges. You, you got to admit though. You got to admit. Would it have not been just just as from a like what the fuck are we watching standpoint to have the original cast that they were looking at as Jim Carrey, Benicio Del Toro, and Sean Penn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Holy shit, would that... I God, I wish that we could have an alternate dimension and watch that weird movie, because that I want to see. Um, Especially if but, it had this script. <laughs> but I do have to say, like, like aside from a couple of, uh, of laughs here and there, like, I was really just down after watching this movie. Um the throwbacks that it does to the original film are not really necessary. And they're also kind of obvious. Um, the big problem, also, they're mean, also, they're mean motherfuckers. They're not ignorant. Just, you know, gleefully yeah, ignorant that's morons. The problem is that is like, I just feel like spiteful and mean motherfuckers. They, they were mean in this movie. And in the original film, there's not a mean spiritedness to it. They're just, they literally are the they're title. They're idiots. Yeah. You know, they're, they're morons. Uh, and here there was like calculation and vindictiveness. Now, whatever that actually means in, in like <laughs> terms of how fucking stupid these guys are, who knows? But it definitely was not in the same spirit uh, as the original, where it was just like a couple of buffoons traversing the countryside, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Don't watch it. Fuck it. It's It's not good. Yeah. Uh, so do you you want to talk about this comedy and then uh, fuck off yeah. into this good night, sir? We, we shall fuck off into the good night. <laughs> All, All right. right. So here is the uh, trailer, everybody, for uh, our new release review of the week, Get Hard. If it wants to. There you go. This is Mr. King's car. Man owns the building. At least we can get his car right. Oh, I have almost no cash. Just $9,000. I got your keys. Just so you know, I would have done the same thing if you were white. That's good to know. Money, 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 money. I'm rolling in the money, 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 money. Buenos dias, Cecilio. There's a water spot. You want that people to see those? Damn it. Get the roof. J.H.K. Yes? You're under arrest for fraud and embezzlement. I have faith that the justice system will exonerate me. I sentence you to 10 years in a maximum security prison. Did he say 10 years? <laughs> My life is ruined. <laughs> because after 30 days, I'm going to prison. <laughs> it's not as bad as I've heard, is it? Hell yeah, it's bad. Teach me how to survive in prison the way you did. Tell me how you know I went to prison. Given your low economic status. Wait, what? Your perceived lack of college education. Lack of, okay. Statistically, you definitely went to prison. I'll see you tomorrow, convict. Hello? You ready, white boy? Pepper spray, bitch! Prison school is in session. I'm learning so much, this is exactly what I need. What reason did you give him to assume that you went to jail? I was being black. You're not exactly a thug, Darnell. All I gotta do is talk a little deeper. I'm gonna say goodnight. Bitch, don't walk away from me. What the hell did you just say to me? Wait, stop! Stop! What is that? This is my prison writing this program. 
You master these skills, you will survive in prison. Let me see what your mad dog face looks like. What is a mad dog? Your mad dog. Ah. <laughs> what are you doing, James? Sad dogging you. I think that's a strategy that could work. Please don't sexually assault me. I'm already too sad. I go hard. Will he survive? Never decease. This ain't no longer your house, man. In peace. I'm a killer. We in San Quentin now. You're in the wrong part of the yard, white boy. She lost this say? I'm very confused. Then go back where you belong. I don't know where I belong. I it's know me. where you belong. You belong with me. I don't want that. We do this, we do it hard. I can get hard. As your incarceration expert, this is my job to prepare you. We are about to simulate a prison life. That was intense, right? Actually, I feel fine. What? You got a roll, Mayo. Who's Mayo? It's my gang name. It's short for mayonnaise. All right, everybody, that was the trailer for Get Hard, our new release review, our only new release review of this week. It's been a while since we've only done one, but... Uh... Well, it's all—it's my fucking fault. Thanks, Matt. You can I'm write sorry, you guys. can write your emails at thefilmfind@gmail.com. Uh, subject line: Hey, Matt, what the fuck? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> uh, please, please send us anything. Send us some emails. Why not? Uh, uh, send send us spam email. I don't give a, like forward <laughs> us the shittiest email you got this Ooh, week. Ooh, that would be an interesting segment. Yeah. maybe not an entertaining one, but an interesting one. <laughs> Uh, so this week's movie is Get Hard. Here is the IMDb logline. As we know, IMDb always 100% correct in everything they say and or do. Uh, when millionaire James King is nailed for fraud and uh, bound for San Quentin, he turns to uh, Darnell Lewis to prep him for going uh, behind bars. This, of course, stars Will Ferrell, Kevin Hart, Allison Breed, T.I., that's right, uh, Craig T. Nelson, and a uh, handful of other folks. Um, this is, uh, as as we said, we figured out it's E10 Cohen. Sure. And, yes. uh, of course, this is also brought to you by, like, Adam McKay and a whole bunch of other fine folks. Um, so Gary this, Sanchez Productions. Yeah, so it is what it is. Uh, so this is, uh, it was the number two movie of this week. Home came out at number one. but this Got is a, crushed by that DreamWorks shit. Well, this is, this is not, a, not actually crushed. No, no, this is a, a pretty a good show. A fair amount of money more. This is, this is a pretty decent showing for this movie, though. So they, they about, you know, they're, they're good enough for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got to say, the people that I was in the theater with, I would say really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, same with me. In fact, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked it well enough. I mean, I did not. It, it's I not, did not the greatest thing. Right. But I laughed a lot, uh, which was good. I needed it to not <laughs> suck. It was uh. it was it was uh, it was quite serviceable. Um, I, I, there's, there's worse time, worse ways I've could have, I mean, well, maybe, and here's the thing, Matt, yeah. throw this one by you. All right. Are we starting to get into that because we've seen so many movies this year that it's just like anything that doesn't suck straight balls. We're just like, Hey, not too shabby. I don't think so. I mean, this is, uh, this is all right. I think just generally it's a, it's a funny R rated comedy. Um, you know, compared to a couple of weeks back. When, when we watched uh, Unfinished Business, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. This one is so much funnier than that one because it goes for the fucking R rating, right? Like, like it decides that it's going to be a hard R comedy and then just goes for it. Right. Um, and I think that works to its immense advantage. Um, and uh, I don't know. I, I think it was just good. 
No, you're you're 100 percent right, and 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 that that was the big thing. That's I think what we what we really got on for unfinished business was that it just did not really say, "Fuck this shit." We are a rated R movie. Watch out, motherfuckers. There were a couple yeah. of those moments, but the movie itself was not that. And this movie, while it doesn't go, you know, it's not, you know, say a uh, fucking like American Pie movie. It's not like you know quite like that, but it is, you know, they give a shit. It seems like they give a shit about what they're doing, and you know, I postured last week. Well, it's it's R in the exact same vein of Will Ferrell's other hard R comedies, yeah. right? Like like Step Brothers. Um, it's it's a hard R in that vein. I don't think it's as good as Step Brothers and, no. or as funny, but no. it's still like, you know, they went for it and they did it, and it pays off because, uh, you know. <sighs> Part of it is a uh, feral shtick, but I enjoy hearing that guy just like curse saying random shit. Yeah. I like that. The whole scene when he's like practicing his trash talk <laughs> and recording it into I, a little recorder and recording and... it into the right. So that he could play back. I just thought that was funny as shit. Um, no, his, I, his characters developed really well here for, for who he is and what he does and why he does what he does. Um, I enjoy the little small turns that, you know, some of the other characters take, uh, I think this is the sexiest we've seen Allison Brie in any movie. Um, good stuff. Are you saying that because she's in her underwear in one of her two scenes? Well, <laughs> I bought it. <laughs> if I was Will Ferrell, I'd be like, I agree with this. Um, but you know, she's usually like the you know the the if there's like a group of friends, she's probably like the you know the maybe second second fiddle. Uh, so it's nice to you know. And, and brunettes don't get enough of a, you know. Fair, fair enough. I don't know that up. she's done that many films, though, right? It's mostly TV. Mostly TV, but, you know, she's been in some stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I got to say, I like it. And, and, and I, I postured this question last week. Uh, have we had too many Kevin Hart movies at this point? And I got to say, Kevin Hart actually really delivered in this movie. Yeah, I think so, too. I thought he was actually really funny. The scene, um, the scene that really stands out, and you hear it a little bit in the trailer, is where they, uh, where he recreates like a prison, uh, you know, yard and everything, and mm-hmm. by himself plays out every stereotypical character that he, uh, Will Ferrell's character, will come across in San Quentin, from the, you know, the the Mexican guy to the black guy to the gay guy, and like, you know, obviously there's editing and stuff, but like, you know that this took a lot out of him to do all this shit. And yeah. it's pretty darn entertaining. And like, it doesn't, I think that seems great. It doesn't, he doesn't let up and it, it's edited really well and it works, it works so well as what it, what he does. And it, it looks like something that was actually, you know, pull off a bowl. Yeah, I think so too. And it, I don't know. I thought that scene was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Um, the, here's the other thing that this movie has that, uh, unfinished business did not have by comparison, aside from the R rating, uh, there's like actual chemistry between Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart. Yeah, like, you, they you play buy off of two. one another actually very well. Yeah, I mean, with the other guys, it's just like you know, it seems like they like like I guess the the plot of the movie. But you, I mean, they've been together for longer, so you, they should have a little bit more chemistry in the in that movie. But it feels like they just threw them together in this movie, and they just go, "Here are these three guys." With mm-hmm. this, it feels like, you know, while these two characters are completely from different worlds, you know, Kevin Hart is really, he's not, you know, the thug Darnell. He is, you know, just kind of a, you know, lower middle class guy who washes cars for a living. Yeah. Um, 
who's had you know relatives that are that are in more shady business than that, and that's where Ti's character comes in. Um, but he he just they they just they get along with each other. They they you can tell that these guys on set were having fun, and yeah. that's and that's what ultimately makes this movie is that you can tell that you know what what's being accomplished here is fun. Now, was there anything that kind of like took a maybe a not not so hot for you or? Wait, what? Sorry, go back a- to any, that any, thought. Anything for you that was kind of a kind of a in miss the film? for you? Yeah. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> I no, was like, what in the? F- no, in your in, in your macrame class. What do you fucking? <laughs> it's a movie podcast. <laughs> God damn it. I don't know. I'm so fucking tired. I'm like paying attention, but like dropping every, like fucking <laughs> words here. Uh, no, you know, um, if there's one thing that got a little old, it's the constant return to uh, rape jokes. Like, like I think that some of them are really funny and executed well and, like, actually funny. But, like, I think they depend on them too much. I'm not going to say that. I don't know. The, that's the number one thing I'm thinking about I go to jail. Maybe well, not rape, not, but at least, not, at least rape and saying, slash beatings. I, I'm not saying that's not true, right? I mean, there's a reason that the, that they have a prominence. I'm just saying in some scenes, no, the you're comedy not seems over-dependent de- over on them. Uh, being like the motivation for why something is funny, and <laughs> yeah. and it just there's it's so frequent and so um, kind of in your face about it that like it starts to become just uh, like an a very obvious setup for where the jokes are going to come from and what they're going to be about. True, but and, now- and I think I think that's part of what graded on me just a little bit. Like uh, you know, I think there are. It, it didn't play. I wanted it to play around with race a little bit more mm-hmm. um, than what it does. And it does some actually like very nice uh, things with racial humor. Um, uh, mostly about how fucked up racism is. Um, and I, and I thought that all that shit was really funny, but some of the, I, I don't know. I, th- I, it felt a little lazy that so much of the joke style relied on rape as a backdrop. No, I mean you're you're definitely not wrong there. I mean I do like how, uh, they they go through and and it is like when when he gets to the hood to to meet his uh his his cousin there and everything played by Ti. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I like how all those characters are portrayed. It's very interesting. Uh, the art direction is really good. If you've ever like, because uh, I I have I I I have friends that cross all spectrums. I have rich friends. I had the poorest of poor friends. I've gone everywhere in between. Uh, that's because I'm so charismatic and lovable. Uh, no, but um, the, the set direction for for a, that house was far more accurate than most people will ever fucking imagine. It was pretty accurate to the things that I've I've actually seen. Uh, I've not seen the rich houses; those I haven't seen. Not not, not like his house, um, right? But good stuff, though. I mean, like, so I mean, there's a, there is a level of authenticity in this, and I love how he takes those guys and makes them a different kind of gangster in a way. Uh, that was kind mm-hmm. of fun. I also really liked how this movie had the balls, in a sense, <laughs> not to uh, notwithstanding, <laughs> um, to just go after like, hey, look, maybe you can just suck a dick in in jail. Maybe that might be the thing that you can do. <laughs> Honestly, I have I, there's to say, never like, that, been, not that, that I can one remember. Of the funniest fucking scenes <laughs> in the movie was was him in the stall with uh, oh fuck, what's his face from uh, from uh, he Upright like, Citizens. He fuck, like he's one of those guys v- I see all the time, but I do, I cannot blame. Damn it, what is his name? name? Well, that's the thing is I knew I know who the fucking guy is, right? 
Um, he's on Veep right now. He was in uh, Upright Citizens Brigade. The fuck? <sighs> God damn it. Well, don't ask me because I suck. Uh, but no, Matt he, Walsh, Matt fucking Walsh. That's yeah. who it is. Anyway, he was, he was uh, really no, great. But that scene was fucking funny. And and I love the, you know, the kind of the, there's a gay guy there that thinks, uh, you know, Kevin Hart's gay or maybe gay or maybe able to possibly be turned gay at some point. Mm-hmm. And 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 I love where that little the, re, the the reality between the two of them goes, that kind of conversation, because th- that's the cool part. And that's why I think that this movie ha- is does better than most movies like this would do. Because mm-hmm. instead of just looking at him and just going, get away from me, you stupid faggot, I don't want anything to do with you, that kind of shit, Kevin Hart's character does something great, which is oh, just yeah. go like, look, you couldn't, like, if I, it's like, I'm not gay, so no thank you, but first of all, if I was gay, you couldn't get with this, look at me, here's where mm-hmm. you need to get with your life it's, in order to get somebody funny. like me. Well, and, and what's what's great is later in the They still have the a movie, relationship like, going on. It's like, hilarious. It's like, great. Talking to him on FaceTime about his relationship problems. He's and... just like, oh, I'm going to get you. And it's just like, he's just like, no, you're not. <laughs> just, but that is so, I mean, it was it was done in a deft manner that, you know, that made fun of the situation, but didn't make it about, you know, bashing someone for who they were. And I, I, I got to applaud it for that, for having, you know, and there's these uncomfortable situations that would be uncomfortable for anybody going in the opposite you know direction from what their you know tendencies lie but mm-hmm. it didn't do it in a sophomoric in well i mean as far as they can with this type of broad comedy right. but it didn't it didn't get to like just a kind of like ooh gays gross kind of thing it you know yeah. it was something he didn't really want to do but felt like yeah you know, it was just it was handled very well for something that could have gone really poorly yeah i think so. i think so so i mean that also i will say this Probably not a coincidence that once again a really funny scene in an R-rated comedy has to do with uh, dudes sucking dick in a bathroom. <laughs> that was the best part of Unfinished Business. If it we're going to follow of... through on our comparison, uh, I look uh, having a dick accidentally rub up against your face think, is kind of funny. Well, and I think that um, like like women and gay guys will be the first to tell you, uh, like penises are not attractive. Uh, I'm saying it all the time. And uh, I don't know, just that that shit is funny to me. Yeah, like, like randomly falling into a penis. Fucking funny. There's something funny about it. I don't know what it is, but it is just kind of like, oh, what just happened here? Oh, that was unintended. Ugh. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, that's that's one of those things where I was just like, yeah, I could, you know, I could understand anybody just going, no, it's not for me. <laughs> I... so, so here's a question. Uh, when... Darnell starts uh, recollecting his time heading to prison. <laughs> yes. And starts describing the plot of uh, Boys in the Hood. <laughs> yes. Did your theater, like, fall out laughing as he was describing that? Not as well as they should have. That's what that's what kills me is just, like, I'm just, like, and I don't want to. There's so many times. Mine in, like... was fucking erupting. Like, <laughs> I don't Good. know. I mean, granted, like, I'm, I live here in Atlanta, yeah. right? So, like, the audience was significantly more black than me being in the theater. Um, <laughs> uh, so maybe it's just that, uh, but I don't know. Like, and, and honestly, I thought that was one of the funniest little bits that they threw in there, too, where he just, like, very tearfully <laughs> describes the plot of this movie as his own experience. <laughs> it was. It was really good, and I just, I felt it deserved, I mean, it got a laugh. But uh-huh. I felt it. I felt it. I felt it should have gotten the laugh that you got. Um, 
because I mean, you know, they, they laughed. I mean, we had a smattering. I'd say it was damn near fifty fifty. If I was to, I was to take a guess at you know, kind of race yeah. lines within this. Um, but the best part is, is just like you know, <laughs> when they get to uh, you know the the rough neighborhood and everything, and Ti's in there, and you just hear this one black lady talking to the other. She goes, "Oh, there's Ti on screen. Oh, he's fine." I'm almost like, yeah, "He is fine, isn't he? Look at him. that's a handsome yeah. man right there." Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, uh, I don't like. Know, I never really look back at him. It's like, yeah, and, he is good looking, isn't he? <laughs> in my screening, uh, there were audible. <laughs> kind of going on. It was fun. That's a good looking dude. Question. There's no doubt. I was just like, you know, I never really looked at him too much before, but he is a good looking man. So I could, no, you're not wrong, lady. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> but no, anyway. I got to say, I, I wasn't, I wasn't completely bowled over by the film, but I, I had a fun enough time for what it was. I don't know yeah. that you need to rush out into the theater and see it, but if you can see it with a fairly decent crowd, do that. But uh, yeah, go, f- go see it with a crowd. Like one, one of the benefits I did, right? Like, I feel like if I had gone to see this, like I normally go and see things at like 10 a.m. on a Friday or Saturday, probably the right crowd would not have been there. And, and by that, I mean, just like people who are there for a good time and shit. Yeah. Right. If you're there with serious people, uh, this movie will maybe not be as good of an experience for you, but I was there with people who were down with what was going on. Uh, like I like Will Ferrell. I like Kevin Hart. Um, I was glad that they were actually given funny material. Um, and you know, I liked it. For a movie that really could have gone bad in a lot of ways, um, it—I I mean, it—and I say I say this with love. This movie is better than it had any right to be. Because yeah. this, this movie really, really could have been just a straight piece of garbage, and it's—it's it it's not would have made money. Yeah, and it still would have made money, but it's not—it's not terrible. It's not—it's not the most amazing thing you'll see this year, but it's certainly not as bad as it certainly well could have been. No, and and honestly, so the trailer we played at the beginning of the show, I'd never actually seen that trailer. Oh, really? Yeah, when it, like, it, I don't know, I, I don't know why. Yeah, it um, was, I've seen it, I just can't not see it. <laughs> but, I, but I've seen a lot of trailers for this film, just not that one. Hmm. And uh, I felt like the, the construction of that trailer was not so great. Um, so I do wonder if that played into some of the now you're blaming box the tra- office numbers too. <laughs> well, hey, if that's if that's what the majority of people watched, no, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we think... we talked we talked about the gunman and how that trailer was not representative of what that movie was. Right. So. Yeah, and so I do think like maybe I don't know maybe who's to say. Um. Anyway, so final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, yeah, it's a decent movie. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a rec. Uh, a, a an okay recommend. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a straight up matinee. Uh, yeah. Like, like it's good matinee. It's worth your time, honestly, if you want to spend the full price uh, to see it with an audience that that is like that. But if you can go on like a Saturday afternoon when people are in the mood for it, I think you'll enjoy it just fine. But if you, but I mean, if if, if you wait and stuff, you see it pop on Netflix, go ahead and just go ahead and hit play because you're gonna like it. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Go ahead. That, that's I'll not one that you got to. Yeah, that, that's not one that you have to put into the queue and just go like, I'll get to that when I get to that. Just go ahead and hit play. You're going to really you, you'll you'll enjoy your time. If you like, you know, a good R-rated comedy that's got enough laughs in it to really keep you entertained. Have at it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah, man, that's it for our uh, reviews this week. And we still kept it pretty well. I mean, as as much as we bullshitted about other stuff, but I think that was needed because let's be honest. I mean, what 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 a lot more can you really say about this type of movie? Um, but um, that's it. So next week, uh, huge week, huge week. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the new Fast and the Furious movie. Uh, I believe this one is called Furious 7 in the most complicated naming scheme of all times. And we're going to run down that next week. 
of just, maybe if I have the fucking energy to deal with that shit. The the naming scheme of this is just <laughs> the best thing ever. I just love how they just don't even care and they're just like throwing shit at a board and just going, "That's what we're naming the film now." Next well, one's just gonna I, be called. When eight. the last one came out, and uh, which we also really liked, by yeah. the way, um, when the last one came out, I I voiced my opinion that the fourth one I was really sad to find out was not fast and furious yeah it should have been totally should it have been. should have been because that was really the one where they decided you know fuck it these movies are silly action flicks and we're gonna have fun with them that's where yeah four is where it really took the like you know what let's fuck it yeah um anyway uh we'll we'll be back with that yeah and, so that's uh, gonna be follows. a huge one we're gonna we'll do as follows and maybe some other stuff so we'll figure that all out so definitely see those two movies i know you're all gonna go see fast and the, fast and the furious and the furious four of the furious who let's be honest though let's talk about it real quick oh my god can they do one in the fucking netherlands where it's the furious fjords <laughs> now you're asking oh too my much. god that's gonna I be would... the 10th one I would shit my pants if they did. But how much has anyone got? I don't know about you. Got a little bit of a boner hearing Helen Mirren wants to be in this thing. Even the dogs got excited. Holy shit. My dogs just started barking. Shut up. Uh, uh, uh. Kevin Smith it over here. But dude, this is like, I want Helen Mirren to be, and she wants to drive a car. She wants to be uh, like a fucking driver of cars. No, I can't wait, man. We'll talk about that Make story. Make it fucking next. happen, people. Uh, so that's it, everybody. So join us next week for uh, Furious 7 and It Follows. And we're going to have a special guest, hopefully, fingers crossed. So uh, yeah. check that out, everybody. So until then, for Matt Smith, I'm Adam Porges. Take it easy, everybody. About a place somewhere up a New York way where the people are so gay, twisting the night away. Here they have a lot of fun, putting trouble on the run. Man, you find the old and young, twisting the night away. They're twisting, twisting. Everybody's feeling great. They're twisting, twisting. They're twisting the night away. Here's a man in evening clothes. How he got here, I don't know. But man, you ought to see him go. Twisting the night away. He's dancing with the chicken slacks. She's moving up and back. Oh man, there ain't nothing like twisting the night away. They're twisting, twisting. Everybody's feeling great. They're twisting, twisting. They're twisting the night. Let's twist a Twisting the night away Here's a fella in blue jeans Dancing with the older queen Who's dolled up in a diamond rings And twisting the night away Man, you ought to see her go Twisting to the rock and roll Here you find the young and old Twisting the night away There, twisting, twisting man 
everybody's feeling great They're twisting, uh, twisting, they're twisting the night One more time Okay, so I do want to tell you this. Um, take take the, I mean, if you got a little free time, I don't know how uh-huh. much time you'll have because I know you're awful busy. No, that's fine. Toward the weekend, I'll have much more. But, What's up? Um, so, so you like Impractical Jokers. So yeah. Q and Sal have their own podcast called What Say You? All right. Uh-huh. And they've been going through all the, because they had not really in, in full effect. They'd seen maybe a little bits and pieces and stuff seen all the fast and furious movies so they go through and watch these movies and they're kind of pausing them when they find something interesting and then stop it like and then going back to the recording and then going back it is hilarious so they go so they do one and two they skip three for for obvious reasons then they go four five and they just put out six today it is hilarious to see to to, to listen to these especially are they watching three this week before seven well they were planning to but actually the thing is is they ended up this all happened. All of this came about just before Paul Walker's death uh-huh. because they had like met Paul Walker, like in New York or something and never really seen any of his movies, but he was like a really nice guy to him, you know? Right. And so they were just like, Oh man, I've been kind of wanting to get around to see those movies. We never going to, and he died. And it was just like, Oh shit, man. We, well, we, now we have to watch these movies and they'd been talking about it for a long time, but never really got up to it. And so they've been just trying to sneak it in between all the touring and stuff like that. But they'll, they'll go back to that because technically it should, you know, there's, there's, that does that one, te- I guess that one technically happens between six and seven, mm-hmm. if memory serves. So yes. they'll be coming back to it because they just didn't have enough time to get to three, but they do one, three, four, five, and six. Okay. And uh, it. it's, it's a fun time <laughs> just to hear, the, just to hear them just go. And, and to also at the same time, hearing the earlier ones just going, wait till you get to this shit. Wait till you get to four, wait till you get to five, wait till you get to six, man. Because it's just like, because their reactions are just like, I've never seen anything like this before. It's just like, wait till you get to even bigger because like what you see now is not even close to what it's going to be, but they're having like a, a big sneak preview screening. Like universal is like getting them the, the film a couple of days early and they're uh-huh. getting a whole bunch of people out in New York and shit. And they like got a, you know, a private free screening advanced screening for everything. So, you know, they're making a big uh, brouhaha of it, but uh, good, good fucking times. Very fun. What the fuck is on NBC right now? I don't know. TV's not on. Um, hold on. I just have to, so let's see. Undateable tonight, nine, eight. No, um, one big happy nine thirty. That has to be it. So, uh, Victor Gishler, do you know this guy? Uh, he's a writer. Not to my recollection. He's, uh, he, he writes like pulp, uh, horror stories, but he's been doing a lot of work for Marvel. Um, so like he, he relaunched the X-Men series a few years back where they were like, uh, taking on vampires and shit. Okay. Um, he just tweeted three minutes ago that whatever is on NBC right now is the worst thing I've ever seen, <laughs> yeah. which is a really funny statement. It's to called me. one big happy. Yeah. Yeah. Luke and, and produce. That's what the prudence. There we go. I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> Help Lizzie make a date with her secret crush. Prudence realizes Lizzie's pregnant 
and is making her feel left out. Nice. Mm, well, that looks like a looks like a slap happy uh, who gives a shit. <laughs> Episode title: Crushing it. <laughs> Chicago Fire. Now, there's a cat that's doing the Chicago Fire. I think that is no wait. Is it not? Is it Chicago Fire? Or Chicago. There's so many goddamn Chicago shows. Chicago Fire. Chicago Hope. Chicago PD. Or whatever the fuck it was called. There's another one of these cats that did one of these Chicago shows. They got another show coming out soon that I, I don't fucking remember. But I was just like, well, that looks good. I know I'm a plethora of information, clearly, but. <laughs> All right, well, I have to go. Eat I dinner. saw a thing that was good once. <laughs> One of these things I saw was fucking amazing. <laughs>